Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on American Family Radio for this Wednesday, January the 26th. And as always, we thank you for listening to AFR, American Family Radio. Joining me to co-host in studio today is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. We don't have any guests today, fellas. Just us? Yeah. So I just, I don't know if that's a warning to our listeners. There are radios clicking off all across America. (laughs) I just, (laughs) you know, full disclosure, there's just going to be the three brains here (laughs) that are going to be talking about things. So we, we... Normally, you have Abraham Hamilton III on to bring uh, raise the bar yeah. during the show, but Abe doubles. Yeah. It doubles it. Abe <laughs> does brain power, but he's not going to be on uh, be on today. Ed, tell folks how they can join us on what you affectionately call that there internet. Well, if you want to watch us do radio, mm-hmm. and some of us, some of you already are. You can go to either Facebook or YouTube and search for today's issues and click through. And you can watch us do this program. If you want to stream the radio uh, uh, programming that we have on AFR all day long, you can do that at AFR.net on your computer. If you're not in your car, you're not traveling, you can still listen. You can also download podcasts from that site, AFR.net. Or if you're going to be traveling uh, anytime soon and you want to keep listening to American Family Radio, you can download our app on your phone, smartphone or other portable device, and you can listen to American Family Radio. What about if you want to post a comment and be nitpickingly critical (laughs) of Tim, Ed, or Fred? Where should they go, Ed? Well, they can go – you can go to Facebook. Okay. And and, and you can – You can vent there? You can vent there, and we have had some some real – Okay, doozies? Doozies. A lot of criticism. Yeah. And – It hurts our feelings. And sometimes it – Makes me get out in the flesh, you know. <laughs> I just got to be honest. Oh my goodness! I want to go uh, kick kick a puppy or something, <laughs> you know. Just do something really wrong. That, that, there's a quote for the day. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Even I would go after you on that one, Ed. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I don't kick puppies. I know you don't. But fact, I bet somebody's going to complain <laughs> that I even can't said believe that. You Let made a check. joke about that. <laughs> exactly. And you call right. yourself a Christian? That's <laughs> right. What kind of Christian are you? <laughs> All well, right. People know by well, now fact, what kind of I, I will say the Vitagliano is you and your wife, uh, Diane, y'all. Uh, We've done our share of sure. saving puppies, rescuing animals. Yeah, y'all rescue animals. Well, my wife does. Yeah. I usually complain about <laughs> you, it. You just ask her. <laughs> just keep the den free, right? Yes, yeah. that's right, where I can watch hockey. Right. right. What's the What's the uh, – the dog or the whatever. dog total well oh yeah. we are we are down to two dogs and they're old <laughs> now my daughter is she's with us and yeah. and we have her dog right i like i like bella but the other two uh are getting old and my wife's talking about maybe not replacing them i got my fingers crossed i'm just telling you right <laughs> you have a big dog don't you oh uh reuben he he's he's gone to doggy heaven oh yeah, I'm sorry. Our great he, Pyrenees. He was. A, I, I really did like that dog. 
The Great Pyrenees. How big was the Great Pyrenees? He was he's like polar bear size. <laughs> he was big. You know, we'd drive up sometimes, and he would stand up on the front porch, and he, it looked like he just kept going. <laughs> so he could dunk on you if he wanted to? That dog could have done yeah. anything. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't have been able to stop him. Are, that is the largest breed, right? Uh, I don't think it's the largest, but it's it's good size and very good, very protective. But I will say this. My wife spoils our dogs. Like on Saturday morning, sometimes we'd go into town and get a biscuit yeah. at Hardy's. Yeah. She would buy that dog a biscuit. Yeah. It just irritated me to no end. I would just say, you should not. That's a waste of right. money, you you're, know. You're spoiling you're the spoiling, dog, too. And, and that dog would know when we drove up on a Saturday morning, he would start actually licking his lips, knowing yeah. he was getting a biscuit. <laughs> just just uh what a waste if you want to be adopted be adopted by diane battagliano if you're a dog <laughs> it's right. huh? to heaven on earth right there living uh, in that house yeah. <laughs> all right uh fred what are we leading with this morning well our lead story is actually a follow-up to a story that we did yesterday we told you about a young man he's 31 years old dj ferguson uh, he is in desperate need of a heart transplant. He is at a hospital in the Boston area, and uh, but the hospital is refusing to put him now on the heart transplant list. He was because he is refusing to get a vaccination. Yesterday, our reporter, uh, Chris Woodward, managed to reach uh, DJ Ferguson's dad. His name is David Ferguson, who told us a little bit more about the situation that his son is facing. Cut number 12. This is a policy of a patient. They should be principal over policy. They were trying to coerce my son under the threat of death to accept something put into his body that is actually hurting guys his age and causing adverse reactions in people like myocarditis or periocarditis or blood clots. It's documented. It's proven. So there you have it. That is David Ferguson, the father of DJ Ferguson. And uh, as as the dad and his voice for some reason uh, is rather raspy, may not have caught it. But what he was talking about is that there are documented cases of people of DJ's age, he's 31, when they get the vaccination, they have developed myocarditis, uh, pericarditis, which is pressures around the heart. Right. Inflammation. Inflammation. And you can imagine uh, he's a young man with a very bad heart already, so he's saying the vaccination would just... Uh, increase the potential that I would lose my life by getting the vaccination. Now, he's in very serious shape. When Chris was talking to his dad, David Ferguson, yesterday, uh, his dad told us that at that moment, his son, DJ, was in the operating room, and they were installing a a pump of some, some sort to try to help his heart, which is in pretty bad shape. But uh, the bottom line in all of this, this is another case. We've heard it about people needing kidneys, but kidney transplant teams are rejecting them because they won't take the vaccination. This is another yeah. case of a decision being made by a medical staff uh, that they do 
do not believe that he is a candidate because he's a poor risk. They say because he won't take the vaccination. Well, I, I don't know if the, if the medical staff and the hospital administration are the same, one and the same, but this is a hospital decision. It is. Uh, the hospital is uh, uh, in, in Boston. Uh, by the way, the story that we're talking about right now, Fred uh, Jackson and Chris Woodward and our team have done a story. You can read the facts and details about it yourself at our website, our news website, afn.net, afn.net, to read about this. It's the lead story. Now, what the uh, father was talking about and what you're talking about, Fred, is this this gentleman is 31 years old. Mm -hmm. What's his first name? David. David is 31 years old. Pardon me. David is the dad. DJ is is the son. DJ's uh, 31 years old. And he is in line. He's like he's reached the top of the list for a heart transplant. Correct. Now, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, admitted that there is a, quote, elevated risk, end quote, for myocarditis among vaccine recipients in the ages of 12 to 29. So they've admitted that the CDC has. Um, and, and we that, have a, we have a link to that CDC report. Yes, in our story. Yes, yes. Now, so th- at this point, they are denying him the heart transplant because he won't get the COVID nineteen vaccine shot. Um, Ed, is there? Is this a? And folks, when I ask these kinds of questions. Uh, please don't interpret uh, interpret the direction of the question as necessarily my opinion. Right. Okay. But when we discuss these things, but I think uh, is this um, is this ethical or moral? Uh, or is this the, the hospitals do have to make decisions on organ transplants, right. and you do have to meet qualifications. That's that's standard procedure because the organs are very valuable. Obviously, there are many people waiting in line for all kinds of organs. So there is a list. Uh, you, there is a list you move up uh, based on how you, uh, yeah, I guess, timing or whether uh, an organ becomes available, but also whether you conform to the policies that the hosp- said hospital has to make you a candidate. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's, and, and it's, I think it's very, it's very complex and we do want to, we do want to be fair. The, the hospital is Brigham and women's hospital in Boston. And they are giving him really good care according to his dad too. Yes. The hospital. Yes. So we want to make sure we say that. Yeah. yeah. So we have, we don't have insight into the internal deliberations that this hospital had with regards to DJ Ferguson. We also, as you mentioned, Tim, we also want to be fair and mention that organs are a very precious commodity because there aren't enough to go around for everyone who needs a transplant. So they do want to make sure that an organ is transplanted into someone who is going to live so that the organ isn't wasted. I I, I don't know how else to explain it than that. that. That sounds kind of callous the way I'm talking about it. They probably wouldn't would say it in a more diplomatic way. 
Um, and then after this kind of surgery, the immune system is severely weakened. So this is a very complex surgery. Sometimes the body rejects the organ. So I, I want to give, I want to make, you know, be fair to the hospital, the administration, whoever's making this decision. I'm sure they're not making it lightly. However, having said all that, it seems equally callous to doom DJ Ferguson. You're basically, you're not executing him, but he was at the top of the list. He was next to get the heart transplant and then they booted him. Well, that's a death sentence. So it's a hundred percent chance this guy's going to die because of the decision of the hospital. And it seems to me but that they, but they would say, the hospital would say, no, that's not our decision. That's his decision. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure yes. they would. But, but I just go, yes. go ahead. No, and we want to be fair to them. Right. But yeah. it, they 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 are dooming the guy to death, and at, that is a hundred percent. And if they transplant the heart into a another person, you're not guaranteed that person's going to live either. So I I, I think. But, it's, but where does the where does the COVID nineteen shot requirement factor in and in, in what you just described? I I would I, again we don't have insight into yeah. the internal deliberations. I would guess though, tr- giving them the benefit of the doubt, they're saying his immune system after surgery is going to be severely compromised. He's more likely to get COVID and die from it because he doesn't have the vaccine. I'm guessing that's what they would say. Well, Brad. But as you pointed out in our story meeting this morning, Tim, the death rate from COVID is tiny. Yeah, minuscule, tiny, yes. minuscule. It's, it's under one. Yes. It's somewhere between, uh, it's somewhere around what, point zero zero. 0.5 or something like that. For otherwise healthy people. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. For yes. the general public, now as it stands, the death rate for COVID across the U.S. is under 1%. Um, I don't have the exact figure, but it's 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 minuscule. Yes. So so my, my, my response, and we can move on here, but my reaction to this is this is wrong. It's, it's uh, he's being, this is a... Um, uh, political calculation on the part of the uh, uh, hospital to say, no, you will bow the knee mm-hmm. or you're not going to get your heart transplant. Because uh, the reason I say that is the, the chances of him dying of COVID are so tiny, such a minute, such so tiny. Are they going to require uh, other kinds of uh, stipulations maybe they do maybe they say uh you gotta have a flu shot because you could vibe you could die of influenza so you gotta have to also get a flu shot and if you're a smoker you have to stop smoking maybe they do that well they do that they do do that you can't get a lung transplant if you're a smoker for example so but it just seemed like to me we've also heard stories about people not getting kidney transplants for the same reason Mm um you know well, I just don't think it's just, right. just, I, I just don't think it's right. What what about emergency? We we talked about this yesterday on our reasoning company uh, video. What about um, emergency rooms? What if emergency rooms start saying, "Have you you come in, you're bleeding, you're going to have to get blood." Yeah. Uh, have you had a vaccine? No. Well, blood's precious. 
a precious commodity too. We're we're always running short. So you decided you made the calculation not to get your vaccine. So we're not treating you. Well, and you raise the important point. Having a vaccine is becoming a litmus test for so many things. In this case, it's a heart. In some people's case, it's a kidney. But it's also becoming a litmus test, as we know, uh, you're not going to work here unless we're right. going to take your job away. If you're in the military, we're going to drum you out if you don't have a vaccine. You're perfectly healthy in that case. A, a vaccine, again, that doesn't stop you from getting COVID or spreading COVID. You had to Correct. factor that in, too. Yes. So what's the purpose? What's yes. the what? So anyway, I pray for this gentleman. His name is DJ what? Ferguson. Ferguson. Ferguson, and his story is at our website, afn.net, afn.net. Check it out. Next story, Fred. It is connected, uh, but it is a Dr. Fauci story, the director of the National Institute. Better be good. (laughs) Well, this is bad. This is good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We need to be thankful that most of the conversations when it involves federal agencies, somebody keeps a record whether it's emails or whatever the case may be. You're not allowed to destroy it. Uh, yes. It's got considered government property, so you're not allowed to delete emails if you've sent them and received them All right, doing your job. Here's the, the latest news on the Dr. Fauci front. You know that Dr. Rand Paul has accused him of things that he has denied. Fauci has denied about uh, his involvement with the Wuhan lab. I want you to have a listen to this. Brett Baer, special report on Fox last night. They have documents, according to Brett Baer, that on January 31st, uh, I guess this would have been, I'm not sure if it's 20 or 21. 20, 2020, I think. 20, or early on, early on. It was 2020, I think. Yeah. January 31st, Dr. Christian Anderson, a noted virologist at the Scribs Lab, privately told Fauci that after discussion with his colleagues, some of COVID-19's features look possibly engineered and the, quote, genome is inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory, end quote. That is another way of saying that this virus has a genetic makeup that, in the opinion of Dr. Anderson, could not come from another animal. It had to be concocted in a lab, all right? Anderson added that the situation needed to be looked at more closely, at which point Fauci organized an all-hands-on-deck conference call with colleagues where he was told that risky experiments with novel coronavirus may not have gone through proper biosafety review and oversight. Hours later, this is according to the Fox News story aired last night, Fauci hastily organized a call with dozens of worldwide virologists And notes from the meeting obtained by special report reveal that suspicions of the lab leak theory were suppressed over concerns of how the public would react to news of possible Chinese government involvement. So there you have it. In that meeting, according to Fox, fears were raised by then National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins that science and international harmony could be harmed and accusations of China's involvement could distract top researchers. I'm just going to interpret that remark as being China 
gives a whole lot of money to researchers all over the world, including the United States. They might be offended if we go out there and say it's possible that the lab in Wuhan actually concocted this. In other words, it's a political calculation. At this it was point. a political calculation at that point. Another scientist in the meeting dismissed the possibility that the virus jumped from a bat to a person in nature and pointed out that the virus could be generated in the lab much easier. Fauci and others in the meeting pointed to evidence that the virus originated in a seafood and wild animal market in Wuhan, which was complicated by the market being shut down and scrubbed clean by Chinese authorities. In other words, there's no proof. A consensus was reached in the call that the lab origin should not be mentioned in a paper because it will add, quote, fuel to the conspiracist, end quote, and Collins appeared convinced that natural origin of the virus was, quote, more likely. Did you say you had something from Brett Bear? This was night? a that, special that, report yeah. of Brett okay. Bear last Yeah, night. you can read this on Fox News website is called a bombshell let's see the story is it's on down the list now it, was, it broke yesterday afternoon fox news special report outlines fresh questions on what fauci government knew about covid origin all right just in layman's terms here <clears throat> what brett Baer and fox news is saying is that early on january 2020 january 27th they have emails to document this uh, and, and other documents, I guess, that virologists, uh, respected high-level virologists who worked with Dr. Fauci, suspected this was a lab leak out of Wuhan, the COVID-19. Fauci freaked out, didn't want to talk about that publicly because it would, because uh, he probably wasn't certain necessarily. Yeah. And he didn't want to get involved in some international spat with China, right? And maybe, I don't know, I, just as an aside here, maybe he didn't want to know about, didn't want the, the public to learn about the gift that uh, he gave to, by he, I mean, the National Institutes of Allergies Health. and in, Infectious Disease, yeah. was it? Mm-hmm. Was gave to another group who gave it to the Wuhan lab. To, to do, do this gain-of-function research. Yes, to test these uh, kinds of viruses, you know. You're getting in over my head right there. You know, <laughs> we go beyond that because uh, I, I did make a C in college chemistry. Yeah. So I just want to – for in, in full, full disclosure here. Right. Now, but but uh, what the point is that politics entered in early on, political considerations – not not just straight up science entered the entered the discussion and the calculations of Dr. Fauci uh, early on, okay. And he's a Democrat. Don't forget. Yes. I mean, he's a proud Democrat, and he has he's had to work with Republican presidents like President Trump. The question also was uh, made in this article is what did Dr. Fauci tell President Trump or Vice President Pence, or did he not? What did, he, what did he tell them? What did he not tell them about this whole scenario and this whole situation? Listen, common sense tells you that this was leaked from the Wuhan lab, right? And not some, some uh, food, uh, 
what, what do they call this? Uh, like a, a bat at the wet market. Yeah, a bat at a wet market some 600 miles away or whatever it was in China. Uh, but the, the discussion of this being a lab leak from a Wuhan in China was shut down yes. early on, and the people who wanted to talk about it were called flat earthers and people who didn't know what they were talking about and against science. And as it turns out now, these colleagues of Fauci's were talking about it being a leak behind the scenes. Yes. We'll be back in a moment. AFA Announcing AFA.net slash connect. One news now. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at AFA.net slash connect. Have you heard about the new Bible Museum in Washington, D.C.? Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. I guess it's been open two or three years now, maybe a little longer, but it's one of the premier sites on our trip to Washington, D.C., our spiritual heritage tour in June and September, where we visit the Bible Museum and all the other sites that you are familiar with in Washington, D.C., including George Washington's Mount Vernon Estate. We're also going to go on a separate trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. Those tours are back-to-back. If you want to go with us, we're going in June and September. We'd love to have you. Go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com. Stephen McDowell, my dear friend, will be joining us. He's a historian and president of the Providence Foundation, and he's going to make our trip so much richer by adding commentary and telling us the stories of the people, places, and times. SpiritualHeritageTours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. When the Atlanta Braves won the big game, fans celebrated at the hottest restaurant in town, Waffle House. Teenager Andrew Mack and his buddy showed up at the Waffle House in Cherokee County. Turns out just about the rest of the county did too. The place was literally overrun by hungry fans. Three of the diner's five workers failed to show up that night, leaving only a waitress and the fry cook. Now, most people would have gotten back into their pickup trucks and found another place, but not Andrew. The teenager and his buddies stepped up to the plate, taking orders, sweeping floors, bussing tables, and washing dishes. The Cherokee County Commission got wind of what the boys had done. They issued a special proclamation for the team players who came out of the bullpen and saved the game, or in this case, the waffles. Andrew shrugged off the accolades, says he did what he was raised by his mama to do. That's how things work in the South. I'm Todd Stearns. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 
3 and 4. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. One more, uh, one more. By the way, you can listen to the program at AFR.net, AFR.net, download the app. American Family Radio app and listen anywhere you go, as long as you got high-speed internet. I'm Tim Wildman with Abba Tagliano and Fred Jackson. You're listening to the radio program. Today's issues, uh, we were talking about the report on Fox News by Brett Baer last night, uh, and you can go to Fox News and read about it, but it's pretty pretty interesting and telling. The uh, title of it is Fox News Special Report Outlines Fresh Questions on What Fauci Government Knew About COVID Origin. And basically what they're saying is Dr. Fauci and many of his colleagues suppressed the uh, idea that this could have the, the COVID-19 could have come from a lab, most probably did come from a lab in Wuhan, China, and it was leaked. Whether it's intentional or not, uh, it was leaked. It was, ma- it was man-made. Mm-hmm. And his, Fauci and his colleagues didn't want to admit this or get into this, talk about this because of political considerations uh, and, chi- and I guess worried about what China might say and think and do. So they basically didn't say what they were, what they were saying out front. They were, is not what they were saying behind closed doors, behind closed doors. They were saying this came from the lab mm-hmm. when they went out in public, they said, uh, this came from the, the, the wet market or whatever they, what well, they called it. Yeah. The wet market. Um, so now we know who the real science denier was. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. it was Anthony Fauci. Listen, they had <laughs> this, phone, they, the, the, they, they had this phone call according to this story. And then, uh, they had this phone call with these scientists, Dr. Fauci included. And just four days later, five of the researchers who were on the call authored preliminary findings, abandoning their pr- early private beliefs that the virus was likely a result of a lab leak. If this is true, it sounds like to me it was collusion on the part of these top scientists to protect China. Yeah. And and also maybe what other what other reasons maybe it will be uncovered down the road. I don't know exactly. But that's what the claim is of this story based on emails and other documents that uh, Brett Baer and his team came up with. But, you know, is this story... And now we're two years into this, and people are finding out more and more about this virus. We're finding more and more about the shots and how effective or not effective they are, which leads to a story that you mentioned to us this morning, Tim, is that the response to the call for people to get boosters is not going well. A lot of the people who got the first vaccine are saying, now, you're telling me, you told me initially, people like Fauci told me the vaccine, hey, that'll make you golden. You won't have to worry about uh, getting uh, COVID again. Uh, you won't have to worry about it transmitting to others. Now we're being told something entirely different. So a lot of the people who got the vaccines, the two shots initially, are saying, uh-uh, ain't going to do the booster. Also, they're fed up, they're quite fed up with the mask because more science about the mask is now known. And it's not yeah. stopping anything. By the way, Dr. Fauci's uh, numbers 
are, are, are way down from what they started out in terms of his uh, confidence the American people have in him and what he says. Mm-hmm. He is still he still has the confidence of people who vote Democrat, although that's I don't think that's really high. That's in the 60s maybe. Uh, Republicans, he's under 50% and down in the 40s. I, I, I read this last night, so I don't have it right here in front of me. But interesting, they noted that independent voters now have under 50% trust of what he says. Yes. So he has a he has a problem with public confidence now, Dr. Fauci, I'm talking about. Um, but you know what I, I, what I have a problem with, what Ed, what we've talked about before. Listen, Dr. Fauci included, if you just take away, if you take a less sinister view of his actions here and just say he's a health professional who's doing the best he can and this is his forte and he and he so uh so he has a right to be heard right and okay now what i have a problem with and i think most people do is when scientists or doctors or these uh, experts make pronouncements as a matter of fact in real time and they denounce and smear anybody who questions what they say. And then six months later, they come back and say, well, I'm, we're having to readjust the uh, evidence. We're having to readjust our, our view now because there's new evidence that's come available. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. You're not getting away with that because this is why Dr. Fauci's in trouble a lot and others. No, no. You called me a flat earther six months ago. This is what Rand Paul, this is why Rand Paul won't invite Fauci to his to his uh, birthday party mm-hmm. is be and no Christmas card mm-hmm. is because uh, Rand Paul has the gall to ask him about these things, and he gets annoyed and offended, and he then he starts getting personal. Fauci does now. Rand Paul can throw some himself, but he, Rand Paul called a guy called a U.S. senator at a hearing a moron. Yes. Fauci, Fauci called. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. Fauci called him a moron. Mm-hmm. A, a senator, U.S. senator in a hearing and calls him a moron. I mean, that's not your role, Dr. Fauci. You're, doc- you're here to say yes, no, and ex- explain things as a public servant. You get government money. So, again, back to my point is that uh, th- these experts, you know, go after people. You're right. Fauci said. Dr. Fauci said this: the vaccine shots from last spring, I don't ever remember him saying, you know, they're probably going to fade out in three to six months. We're going to have to get boosters. No, he was saying you're protected. Yes. Remember that? We can get back to, remember that? President right. of the United States repeated it. Okay. Over and over okay. again. Okay. If somebody would have said then, how do you know that? He would have said, because we know it. We've studied it. We researched it. Well, then six months later, Dr. Fauci, the man who said uh, he knew it, comes back and said, well, we've now learned by a new study, that they don't last and we're going to have to get boosted up. Yeah. I don't know if he says boosted up. <laughs> but you, you understand right. what I'm saying here? That's what causes people to lose confidence. And also it's offensive. That's why, what if they learn in three months that ivermectin really does work? Mm. What if they learn that? Boys. And by the way, or, or hydroxychloroquine or something, what if they learn that these things they call horse dewormer, what if it actually works yeah. to to do what people have been using it for for like a year and a half now? And I, as I've said before, you really think that these things that people use, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, did I pronounce that right? Yes. I've been trying for a year. 
Okay. You, I've been practicing from you, my You're mirror. on it now. Hey, man, I'm rolling. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying to you is, do you really believe that these things have no effect and don't work at all and are really just horse dewormer? Do you really believe that smart, intelligent people who want to live and who care about their family members would lie? They would all get together and just lie about that. It really doesn't work. It doesn't have any effect at all. And so, so millions of people just spread rumors and lies and go with it. <laughs> you Including know? medical professionals who yes. insist that it has helped yes. their patients. Yes. Now, I'm not do your own homework and research on this, folks. I'm just saying, do you really think that people would make that up uh, and, like it's snake oil and or hocus pocus and think that and but but yet people well okay we have anecdotal i don't know if we have any research well walker sent me some research last night i think i haven't read yet walker wildman but let me, let me i've told people about this that you probably have it just tell people your story real quickly and we're not saying uh i don't want people to make any more or less of it than what you what happened to you yeah, because I, I don't know. And this is going back how long? Uh, this was September of 2020. My okay. wife and I both got COVID. <clears throat> and um, so I, I won't give any details, but a medical professional prescribed us hydroxychloroquine. You want to out him right now? No, I don't. <laughs> <Or her? laughs> um, and I was told uh, seven days is all we can give you. So we took it. I had absolutely no symptoms. The, the, the day after it ran out, my symptoms came in like wildfire. Now, I, I, I want to say, I don't know, maybe it just took that long for COVID to get rooted in my body. I, I, I'm not making any medical pr- pronouncements about this, mm-hmm. but uh, my wife uh, lost her sense of taste and smell, had a minor fever. I got really sick like flu sick. Uh, my temperature spiked, my, uh, oxygen content went down for about uh, a fever chills, the whole works. You were borderline hospital. Yes. Uh, my, my doctor said, if, uh, if your fever does not come down, you hit it with a bunch of, uh, uh, ibuprofen. If it doesn't come down, you got to go to the emergency room. And, uh, I took, took a bunch of ibuprofen. We prayed a lot. And it started coming back down, but this was after my hydroxychloroquine ran out. So I, I don't know, like you said, this is just anecdotal. I don't know if it was because I was no longer taking hydroxychloroquine. Maybe it was holding it at bay, or maybe that was just long enough for the virus to take hold. But I think the Dr. Fauci types would tell you, Ed, that was all in your mind. Well, you just, you I was, just, I was just, sure enough just, sick after well, it ran out. So who I don't know. Anyway, I, but I asked the doctor, I said, I said, uh, can I get more hydroxychloroquine? And he said, no, we can only prescribe it for seven days. You know, it might be interesting, and I'm not wishing this. I want to make this very clear. If Dr. Fauci came down, he got sick with the virus. I wonder if he would ask for ivermectin. Mm, I don't if know. If it came to that. I, I, this, is, mm. this is what I, I, I think. I think the push for boosters except for those who have followed Fauci all the way and will continue when it's down to 40%. It's, it'll, it'll drop. The, the push for boosters is dead 
<laughs> unless the next variant that comes along makes people sicker than Omicron. I agree. Uh, the, the People are going, everyone I know has had it. It's very, very minor, the symptoms. I'm not getting a booster. With all the talk I've heard about side effects, mm-hmm. I'm not getting it. Mm-hmm. Unless the ne- if, if there is another variant and it is uh, more lethal. Right. I don't think anyone's going to – boosters are – Listen, the boosters and the vaccine shots initially, all that is risk-reward. I've I've had the vaccine. Yeah. My wife and I have had the The vaccine. The The original vaccine in March of about a year ago, coming up on a year. And we've talked about it. My wife said, I am not getting the booster. She's heard, heard scary stories. I'm I'm 95% sure that I'm not going to get it because I don't think Omicron is uh, worth the risk. But there's a lot of people in our boat who we said let's get the let's get the vaccine, but we're not getting the booster. Listen, if I had comorbidities uh, as serious as some folks do, mm-hmm. maybe a cancer survivor or a, uh, a severe diabetic or something like that, I would get the shots. Even though I know there are some downsides right. to it. I'm just speaking personally now. I'm not giving medical right. advice here. I'm just saying that's a, that's a, you, you, at that point you have to say to yourself, okay, the chances of me getting really sick and dying are, are enough. If I get COVID Delta or the original right. that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a chance with the vaccine protection that they're saying it offers for six months or whatever. Because I've made a risk-reward medical decision for myself. Right. You see what I'm saying? And that I don't have a problem with. It's pushing the boosters now where they're going to have to now. Biden is going to have to come out in the next month or he's going to be discredited even more. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to come out there after ice cream. <laughs> Huh? Whatever flavor he wants for that day. Come, he went to right. the ice cream shop yesterday in D.C. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't have. I don't have a problem with a president going out for ice no. cream. It's just it's the world's on fire, and it shows him <laughs> shows him in some gift shop eating ice cream. It just it's a bad look. Yeah. Okay, for the president of the United States yesterday. If he wants ice cream, he should go to Nancy Pelosi's house, visit her <laughs> with her fridge, thirty dollar a pint, and ice her twenty thousand dollar refrigerator. Yeah, that's where you should do that. But, I got my finger pointed right now, and I was going to say something important. And ice cream, I felt it. Ice cream diverted Some, me something away important. From this important statement. Oh, I know uh, he was going oh, to have no, to no, make. No, no, no. And I know what I was going to say. Uh, Biden and Jinsaki and company are going to have to come out in the next. Uh, to me, they should do it today. Every day that passes, they're losing credibility. If they're going to be consistent with their message, they're going to have to say, "Listen, folks." What we're telling you is if you don't get your booster right now, you know what? You're unvaxxed and, and you're, and you're part of the, uh, pandemic of the, of the, un, un, what do you, what unvaccinated, pandemic unvaccinated. Of the unvaccinated. You become part of the problem. If you don't get your booster today, do you understand me? That's, that's how he needs to talk to the public. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be consistent with his message all along and, his insistence on, his insistence on, but you know why he's not going to do that? Vaccinate, 
why? Because Americans are going to say they're going to yawn. Yes, that's right. Huh? And that's going to be worse politically for the president than than but anything. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you oh understand? yeah, to yeah. be consistent, he should and he the, should do it. But the CDC lady the other day yeah. came out and said uh, she was calling it what uh, up to date? <laughs> up to date. She wasn't calling it. Fully vaxxed. In order to be fully vaxxed for the same reasons I'm talking about here. Yes. Millions of Americans who got the shots last spring and last summer who were told, this is all you need, now you're good to go, they're not going to sign up for boosters every three months. Right. That's what they've decided. I think probably the majority of people who are decided we're not. And you're not convincing them. No. No, They're not changing their minds. We don't know in five years from now if we're going to have you know, am I going to have? I'm going to be a cyclops. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm joking. Results from the. I'm joking, but who knows? If you're going to get endless boosters, what you're going to, what you're going to, what you're going to look like now? If it helps me drive the ball 300 yards, <laughs> I'm, sign might. me up for that booster, okay? Because I think that's a risk reward for my golf game. I want to take. Right. All right, Fred. Next story. All right. In the time we have left, uh, we may should update what people are saying. I'll put it this way about Ukraine at this moment. Uh, Let's start with the president. President Biden saying he's out there. There will be consequences if Russia invades Ukraine. But listen to the but. Cut number three. There will be enormous consequences if he were to go in and invade as he could the entire country or a lot less than that as well for Russia, not only in terms of economic consequences and political consequences, but it'll be enormous consequences worldwide. This would be the largest, if he were to move in with all those forces, to be the largest invasion since World War II. It would change the world. There is not going to be any American forces moving into Ukraine. All right. So now he's signaled to Vladimir Putin... Yeah, we might put 8,500 U.S. troops, I don't know, Romania, somewhere like that. But we are not going to go in to Ukraine with our troops. Now, a lot of people would celebrate. You know, we don't need to send our troops into danger again. But now Vladimir Putin knows, okay, put 8,500 wherever you want. You're not going to come into Ukraine and stop me if that's my intention, if that's what he's saying. But here's the other aspect that people are starting to, to wonder about. And Tucker Carlson dealt with that last night. Very quickly, so Biden says we're going to, we're 8,500 troops on alert, ready to go into Ukraine to defend the Ukrainian border. Tucker Carlson says, wait a minute, you're really concerned about defending the border of Ukraine against Russia. What about our border? What about our southern border? Cut number five. This is the behavior of a failed state. I mean, you have no control over your borders, therefore you're not really a country in the most basic sense. And if you don't believe it, take a look at the legislation that Nancy Pelosi is pushing right now. She's demanded an early vote on it that describes Ukraine's borders as essential to sovereignty and nationhood. If Ukraine can't control its borders, if people are coming across unauthorized, if undocumented Russians are coming across in caravans into Ukraine, then it's not really a country. And the United States needs to step in and stop that. Well, she's actually right. I mean, I personally don't care that much about Ukraine because I'm not Ukrainian. I'm American. But if you're to apply the same standards to this country, what would you call it? You would say, we obviously lost a war. We've been invaded. And that's not an attack on the people coming across. Every one of them might be a future Nobel Prize winner. It's an attack on our leaders because this is not the way 
an actual country, you know, maintains its sovereignty. It's how it loses its sovereignty. And they're doing it on purpose. All right. I hope you yeah. notice the uh, what he's painting a picture is hypocrisy. Biden, that's Nancy a, that's, Pelosi. That's unusual. Yeah. Biden, yeah. Biden, Nancy Pelosi, worried about the sovereignty. They're saying Ukraine has a sovereign right that defines nationhood to protect its borders. Yet, not one soldier, as far as I'm aware of, has been uh, deployed to help our border patrol stop the two million people that come has come across our border since Joe Biden became president. Figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure. Are we talking about Ukraine or are we talking about the southern border? So, well, uh, we're uh, talking about the southern border of Ukraine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so first of all, let me, first of all, let me say this: I don't want U.S. troops in Ukraine, and 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 so it's not going to happen. Good. It's not going to happen. You're not. Besides, you're not going to take 8,500 our rapid deployment force and stop 100,000 Russians if they want to take Ukraine. And the president saying there's going to be serious repercussions. I'm sure Vladimir Putin is considering the cost of doing it. Like we are talking about cost-benefit analysis when we were talking about COVID, I'm sure he's doing the same, same thing, figuring out what it'll cost me and what I gain by having Ukraine as a buffer rather than joining NATO. That's, that's his big beef, mm-hmm. is that he doesn't want Ukraine to join NATO, then we put you know, NATO forces in Ukraine, and now NATO's on the border of Russia. After okay. Vladimir Putin, uh, that makes good, that makes perfect sense. It does. I, I've said, listen, and I said Monday, I don't think Vladimir Putin's a nice guy. I mean, he's he's a dictator in many ways. He He's a dictator, okay? But since George W. Bush... We've been poking the bear, so to speak, of Russia and mocking them and moving closer and closer in Eastern Europe to their border, and they are feel threatened. And we keep doing that, and now he's saying, well, we're going to have a buffer between us and NATO, and if we have to take Ukraine to do it, we'll do it. So that, back well, to the second point, uh, it is – it is clear that the left in this country knows they're being hypocritical, knows this is a self-contradictory statement to talk about Ukrainian sovereignty and they need to be able to protect their border and not protecting our own southern border. They are fully aware that that doesn't make sense. That's self-contradictory, but they don't care yeah. because they they want to preserve the territorial integrity of Ukraine. They do not want to preserve the territorial integrity of of the United States when it comes for, to to the southern border. Yeah. There was an indication of how bad things are on our southern border yesterday. Fox News reporter was doing what we call a live hit from Brownsville, Texas. He was talking about and reporting about all the single males that are streaming across our border from only the good Lord knows where, for sure, coming across our southern border. In Brownsville, Texas, basically our border patrol is turning these people over to NGOs, non-governmental organizations, who are basically uh, fitting them with clothes. And these single males, which we were told most of them were being sent back, that apparently is not the case. But during this live hit yesterday with this Fox reporter in Brownsville, he was at one of these transition stations 
a bunch of these young males, they have their ankle bracelets on, were streaming across his background in the shot. They were getting on vans to be taken to airports to be shipped all over the country. Listen to Ari Fleischer, who's former White House press secretary in the Bush administration, what he had to say about this. Cut six. I mean, if, if, if there is ever a consequence of going from Donald Trump to Joe Biden, this is it. And it's not good for the rule of law. It's not good for the people who are being smuggled into America, who have a terrible life, the tragedies, the sexual assaults, the abuse of people trying to get here. And for the Americans who are here, especially America's legal Hispanic community that sees people flooding across the border illegally, doing what they could have done but didn't because they want to follow our laws, and we welcome them here for that. Yeah, so that's Ari Fleischer, yeah. He is making the point also that Hispanics who have come across this border legally are watching this unfold just like we are. But these young males, I guess they have ankle bracelets on, what does that mean? They're hoping that they'll show up for a court date somewhere down the road. You get a good pair of scissors, you can cut those ankle bracelets off. Most of them don't show up for their court dates again. But the the Biden administration is facilitating all of this. They're being put on airplanes and shipped out to who knows where around the country. And well, not Delaware. Not Delaware. Not Delaware is right. So it is it is absolutely <clears throat> unbelievable that while Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are talking about Ukraine's right to secure their border, it's open season on our border. Where this is going to end, I'm not sure. Well, the only thing you can do, I think, is uh, have a change in Congress and then maybe get some action uh, there. But the Democrats, as I've said many times before, Tired of hearing me say this. Go ahead and turn your radio off prematurely <laughs> before the show ends. The Democrats want to flood America with as many illegals as they can get in here in hopes of giving them amnesty, in hopes of then that they'll be eternally voting Democrat and that will end the Republican Party in America. That is why Biden and Harris want to open. That's why they open the borders to anybody to come. That's just the facts. Sergeant Friday. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.